as I go through my story, I will be going back and forth and reflecting back. I'll go back to rehab and talk about relationships and incidences and stuff like that in jail too. So don't think I skipped any of the good parts. So I am home from treatment. I came back. I was living with my parents in some off-side office room. My boyfriend's in Prescott, Arizona, which is was like a is like a recovery mecca. So many recovery centers and all that. And he was trying to um start his life in his recovery journey. And we were able to communicate a little bit and he went through a, a lot harder time. He was addicted to heroin and meth and they call him they called his style a trash can junkie because he would want to get high off anything. Um and he struggled. It was hard for him. Very, very hard. He relapsed out there. He flew home. He we ended up moving into a long stay hotel together and I thought he was sober. I was I'll tell you what. I was so vulnerable. I still am, but everything I've gone through in the last four plus years has really, really woken me up. But I was dumb. I was so dumb. He was doing shit right in front of me. I had no idea. No freaking clue. But we worked really, really hard. I was bartending and he was a roofer. And we worked all the time, worked every day. And we moved out of the hotel. My dad helped us get an apartment, really cute loft apartment. We got a puppy. He would go through his like waves of, I guess it was him coming to terms that he wasn't sober. And I'm thinking he's sober. And we went through some crazy waves of stuff and go to meetings he'd go to meetings with me and then one day I like caught him I caught him in the act of going to get he was high and he was gonna go get his paycheck and blow all his money on drugs and I think rent was coming up I was like really adamant about him not getting this check so I chased him to the gas station we lived, our neighborhood was like next door to a gas station. And I he was at the gas pump and I walked up and I'm screaming at him like, you're not going. And he grabs me like almost by the neck and starts to drive away a little bit. A little scary. We get in this full blown fight. We get in the cars. I chase him. Somehow he, oh, let's backtrack real quick. The day before this. He was trying to go get drugs and I stopped him and he jumped off my, he jumped on my car and then jumped off of it and landed on his heels and ended up going to the, he went to the emergency room. The dude broke both his heels, broke both his heels. Okay. So he comes home from the emergency room the next day. This is the fight and I go to the gas station and stuff. And then when I get away from him at the gas station. He pulls off and I'm like, oh no, he is not going to get this paycheck. So I literally ride his ass 
We're going like a hundred down these back roads. Finally stop him at, I don't know how he stops, but I called the police on him or someone called the police on him because it was really scary. He went to jail. He went to jail with two broken heels and I made his ass sit in there for 30 days. It worked for me. <laughs> so he sat in there for 30 days. I made sure his books and his commissary was all set and that's where he dried up, sobered up. And he knew when you go to treatment or do the steps, that knowledge always sits in you. You always have it. Even if you're out relapsing and doing the wrong thing. These people, you know, you know what's right. You know what you're supposed to do. And you know the plan. It's just a matter of stopping. So he knew what he had to do. He knew he had to pick up the big book. book and when he got home... It was complete sobriety. <clears throat> we rocked it. We were rock stars together. And then October 9th, 2017 happened. And we're going to have to go into a whole nother episode about this. And I just want to prepare you. Get your tissues. Because this one, this one's hard. This one's really hard.